Greetings and welcome to the Random History Podcast. A quick update. I decide from that from now on, or at least for like in the foreseeable future, I will probably cut down to two episodes a week just because it is kind of hard to do all the research and preparation. I know that this is unscripted, but I still like look into the topics beforehand to make sure that I understand what I'm talking about. And doing four of them each weekend is getting kind of like a lot of work. So I'm probably going to cut it down to more like two each weekend. That way I can just make sure I have enough time to do all the other stuff I do. Okay, so let's get started. This week I will be discussing the galley ships and like talk a bit about what are galleys, how do they work, stuff like that. So those who do not know what a galley is, real quick, a galley is basically a low flat ship that has one or more sails and has like uh, up to three banks of oars. And this is usually used for things like warfare, trade, and piracy. And these actually have been used for a large period of time. And another thing to know is that they off- they were often very long and very shallow in draft. And with a pretty low fle- freeboard, so this made it so they could sail up rivers. They were very good at navigating. And they could pretty much be used in all favorable winds due to their sails. But the main like method for propelling them was human effort, a.k.a. rowing and stuff. And this made it so that they could basically navigate independent of winds and currents. As some of you probably know, before like they really were able to improve sails in certain ways they were entirely reliant on the wind so basically no wind you're dead you're dead in the water you might not survive so these was like a very good alternative for people as it was basically something that they could power it regardless of the wind and if the wind did come about they just get a bit of extra power or even a lot of extra power so it's basically a much, a much more reliable ship and the thing to know is that these actually originated from the mediterranean seafaring civilizations and are dated to be somewhere like the first ones are probably somewhere around late second millennia BCE-ish. And they would remain into various forms up until the 1800s. They'd actually be used in the Crimean War, interestingly enough, by the Russians. And the thing to know is that they were often used as warships by many of the early naval powers of the Mediterranean, like the Greeks, Phoenicians, and Romans. And these would actually, they would actually stay dominant up until like the last decades of the 1500s and nothing to know is that throughout their long existence they'd actually have a lot of different things that they'd use many of them would have rams which would basically usually the prow or the bow of the ship i can't remember which one it is called but oh sorry the bow sorry they'd basically have this underwater thing like an underwater protuberance or something under the bow that would usually be like 6 to 12 feet in length sometimes covered in metal but sometimes wooden that was usually reinforced and the idea is that it would run into the ship usually under the waterline. That way, when they pulled out, they could either basically sink the ship or they could disable the ship. And those things were pretty popular for a while. But later on, eventually, they kind of started cutting down on their use because over time, they needed more and more, like, power Some as ships got better. In addition, as people in, like, invested in or begin to work more with sailing ships as opposed to sailing in row powered ships they were not as like attractive just because an important part is that when you ram someone you need to be able to reverse your ship which requires row- rowers because a sail a sail ship can really not it can't really back up entirely it's kind of hard for it to do that if the wind's facing one way it can't really go the other way so basically sail ships were less effective and people became better weapons though something to note they did actually Rams would actually last up until, like, steam ship era. So I'm going to go back to talking more about galleys. They also would have catapults, of course. It's like an earlier long-range weapon. They'd have archers, 
and they'd have cannons, but they'd also rely on boarding and using, like, their large crews to conquer other ships. Basically, you know, like, maybe you ram another ship, you send men over the, the bow into it, or maybe you just, like, hook it. They would use various methods to basically... So they'd have ranged weapons, but they'd also use their large crews as basically this, like, conquering other ships by taking out the other crew. And these were, these were pretty much the first ships to actually use heavy cannons as weapons against ships. They were also highly efficient gun platforms just because you could row them because they were pretty narrow and they're like shallow in the draft. You could go them pretty, you could move them pretty far, like or pretty close to the shore. So that means you could pump, you can get close. That means you can hit harder and you can hit targets that maybe, maybe like a big ship can't get close enough to shoot at the town, but you can pull up next to the town and just wreck it. They were also very efficient. They could be pretty stable. They could move faster, it made it harder for you to target them. And this forced people to basically refine warships and to change the way that they designed fortresses because they could actually do pretty good damage to seaside fortresses. And a thing to note, they are like the highest point or the zenith of their usage was probably like a late 1500s. And they'd actually be using something called the Battle of Lepanto, where basically the odd, one of the largest naval battles of all time that saw something along the lines of 400-something galleys used on both to, between both sides and a good amount of gallons and other things. And this is pretty much one of the last... This was on the, This is like the last major engagement. Actually, no, I'm going to talk about this as part of my thing. I don't know if I was going to talk about it before, but I kind of th- think it might be kind of interesting to talk about. So this is, this is the last major conflict in the West that was fought between... Almost entirely between rowing vessels. And these were descendants of the Tyrene, which was the one that the earlier Mediterranean powers used. And this was basically like an infantry battle, but on floating platforms, because basically they're all super close to people just kind of moving from platform to platform, fighting all the while. And I'm just going to talk a little bit about it, not like a lot, but basically what happens is that at the battle, the Christians were up against the Ottomans. The Christians had a large number of oarsmen and other things like that, in addition to the soldiers. The thing to note is that it is true that Galus often use slaves as workers or convicts so therefore in conflicts they like sometimes they really couldn't so sometimes they were using free men as their oarsmen so they could have larger forces but when they were using convicts they usually would not be able to use them just because well you're not gonna free the prisoners and give them weapons to help you because how do you know that they're not just gonna take you out and basically at the battle the christians had superior weaponry and and superior guns while the ottomans had bowmen and it was basically just like they fought from ship to ship very just violent conflict a lot of people not like not not an insane amount of death but at one point they basically fought for hours and they basically just kept boarding each other's ships so that they would ram other ships and at one point they actually boarded and killed the leader and they basically just kept Boarding ship after ship, and they were... uh, This battle was more... So as you can probably tell from this, that sometimes, because of, like, the way they were designed to ram, they often ended up... A naval battle may incorporate cannons, but it would also usually incorporate a lot of more melee action or much more close combat than conventional naval battles in other areas, just because these ships were better suited for boarding maneuvers, and they were better suited for that type of stuff. And this was a pretty disastrous battle for the Ottomans, and it shows how, like, these ships are actually pretty effective when used right. And at one point, they actually managed to capture 137 of them, almost half the Ottoman, a little bit over, actually, no, over half the Ottoman fleet was wiped out. So as you can see, it's not like these were, like, small ships. These ships could be very powerful, and they could, 
and it was actually pretty easy for a nation to, like, muster together a large enough force if they had the time. Just because, well, the one issue is that they were definitely labor and more labor-intensive than other ships just because it takes more effort to power a bunch of oars than it does to run a sail using just because you're going to need a lot of oarsmen to move a heavy ship. And eventually, however, they would end up being, like, just... Displaced by both sail ships and things like Zebex, which is basically this hybrid vehicle, a hybrid vessel that is part sail, part oar, or kind of like a hybrid. They were they, so they were still like used for somewhat in the Pacific Ocean and the Indian Ocean and in the Caribbean, and they pretty much died out after that. I'm probably gonna talk a bit more about weaponry on them and just like what type of stuff they would use. I'm gonna give some like actually, I'm gonna talk about some surviving ones. There are actually a couple surviving galleys that are still left. Some of them are reconstructions, which are somewhat old, and some of them are just, like, the remains of that, what they could find. Or the Ottoman, um, the Istanbul Museum actually has an old one that was used by the Ottomans. And this is not necessarily the Ottomans, but, like, the Islamic peoples from their wars. And basically, this is considered to be the last surviving one, but there are a bunch of recreations about there. Also, talk about some armaments and tactics. I'm gonna go more into the weaponry now and like the tactics of galleys. So, as I previously mentioned, a lot of it was fought at close quarters and usually used ramming and boarding. And the warships are often, I think that made ramming more effective but also much more dangerous. That the ships are usually made very light with like light structure. That way, it was very effective for them to basically move it around. The thing to know is that I mentioned that they had sails, they would use sails and long-range travel just because, well, you want to make sure your men are, like, not completely exhausted in that, but they would lower the sails usually or take them down in action, just rely on rows that way, like, you don't have to manage the sail, you can just put all your effort into fighting and rowing, and sometimes they'd even just leave the sails. If they knew that the battle was going to happen beforehand and they had a place to keep them, they'd actually take the sails off. As I said, boarding was always a pretty decisive conflict for them. And I found an interesting to note that the ram was actually introduced somewhat after the actual use of galleys. So at first they were much very border or boarding oriented, but later on, in like eighth century BCE, they would begin to use these heavy bronze rams. And like people actually, and like in the um, Persian Wars, you actually can see evidence, according to historians such as Herodotus, basically that they were using rams by this time. The actually interesting thing is they'd actually have ramming, like, formations where ships would basically line up together and just, like, think of it like a, um, almost a spear wall or, like, a spear charge, but with ships, so basically they'd all rush at once. And the thing to know is that they would often, instead of targeting, like, the front, they'd, as you can probably assume, they'd go from the back or from the side, that way they can punch a hole. The thing to know is that this would normally, the thing to know is that the way that galleys were designed, being rammed would not normally sink it, unless it was, like, pretty heavily laid down with supplies, well, like, has pretty, was pretty low in the water because it was usually buoyant enough to float with a breach toll and it could maneuver for some time, but it would eventually probably flood. Another thing to know is that one of the major damages is that in ramming a ship, you could actually take out a large number of oars, where people would often target oars, so they'd even try to take out the oarsmen to slow it down, and that they'd actually usually tow away back, like, in back when they were first ramming that they'd try to take the ships so like the sinking ships is basically prizes and i think to know that they'd also they'd also accompany boarding with missile fire and at that time was usually either throwing javelins or arrows to basically take out them make it harder for them to attack 
And that's about it on boarding tactics. Thanks for listening, folks. I know this was kind of shorter than some of my other ones, but I'm just trying to do something new today. Thanks for listening, people. And this was The Galleys.